Well, if you have a copy of God's Word, I want to encourage you this morning to open up to the book of Titus. Uh, Titus is where we will be this morning in the New Testament. We'll be in chapter 3, looking at verses 1, uh, 1 through 8 this morning together. And just want to let you know that our pastor is out on vacation this morning, and so be praying for him and his family as they are enjoying a time of rest. And so it's a joy and privilege to be here today to open up God's Word with you. If we haven't had a chance to meet before today, my name is Ryan Gray. I get to serve here on staff as one of your ministers, and it's just a joy to to be here this morning on this new year. Happy New Year, as we get to open up uh, God's Word together and to see where He is going to lead us. I hope that you are expectant and excited to see what all the Lord has for you individually, but also us as a collective faith family here at First Baptist Church into this new year, into this new season, as we turn the page and expect and are excited for all the things that the Lord is going to do because I hope you're ready. It's going to be incredible to see what the Lord has for us today. But as we get into uh, the Lord's Word, I want to read uh, Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, and ask the Lord to direct our our, uh, service this morning as we open His Word and, and study it. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the young pastor Titus, and he says this in chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. He says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarrels, to be gentle, and to show mercy, to show perfect courtesy toward all people. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, Passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that being justified by his grace... We might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. Heavenly Father, I pray right now, God, that you would be with us. God, I pray during this time together as we open your word and and hear from you, God, I pray that you will speak. And Father, we, we will listen. And God, we will obey. And Father, we praise you and thank you for this new year. We thank you and praise you for this new season that we're in as we enter into 2023. And I pray, Father, that we would be a people, we would be a part about doing your work. God, we would do the, keep the main thing, the main thing, that we would continue glorifying you above all, that we would keep reaching the lost. God, we would keep being the people you've called us to be and living in light of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, Father, now I pray that you will speak to us through your word. We love you, and I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, as I was uh, preparing for this morning and really uh, praying and, and trying to just figure out where the Lord was leading me to open up, uh, on January 1st, 2023, as we open up a, a new sermon and uh, just really praying through what the Lord had for me to, to speak about this morning, I was led to Titus chapter 3, really in my own uh, personal uh, devotional time, and was really drawn back to chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And I really, as I was praying through it, I really was uh, just thrown back at, at the words uh, through this text, and uh, much like the songs we were just singing, just uh, the gospel being flown out of these verses. And I really, I thought as, as, we, as we go into this new year that we must, this must be the starting point. That we must start with the goodness of the gospel message and what that, what that means for us as we enter into this new season into this new year, that we must always go back to the gospel message. And I was, I was drawn back, especially to what it says there in verse 8. And I'm, let me just read it once again. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to Titus. And just I was drawn back with this verse in verse 8 here. He says, the saying is trustworthy. And I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God, followers of Jesus, may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. Church family, one thing I've, I've prayed for us and myself individually as, as a follower of Jesus is that we would be a faith family, that we would be a body of believers that would be devoted, that we would be committed, that we would go all in to the things that God has called us to do, that we would be about doing the good works of the Lord. We would go all in and be devoted towards these things. And so as we enter into this new year of 2023, would we be a devoted people, a committed faith family to go all in for what the Lord has asked of us, what he has for us, to go forward because of his saving grace, because his mercy is more? Would we be a part of this? And so when Paul says the saying is trustworthy, I want you to insist on these things. So you, those who believe in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to insist on these things to you so I can help motivate you and challenge you and encourage all of us in this room, if we are followers of Jesus, that we would go about doing the things that God has called us to do as we approach this new year. Because I believe God's got some great things in store for us in this church this season. But we've got to be grounded and faithful to what he's asked us to do this year. And so I want to insist on the things that, that Paul is talking about in the previous verses, 1 through 7. I do want to apologize. My, my New Year's resolution is to, uh, to get my sermon notes in on time. And so uh, you, you, you don't have a, a sheet in front of you, and so I'm sorry. I've, ruined, I've maybe ruined the, the, you know, the perfect schedule of the year for you. Um, so that's my apologies. So that's, my, that's my New Year's resolution for you. But I do want to give you some things to think through if you are taking notes, to give you some things to, that we have been called— uh, to insist on here from this text. Really, I want to give you three things to remember in light of the fact that we are to be devoted people in Christ Jesus. If we're going to be committed to doing good works in light of the transformative gospel message, because that's really what I want us to focus on here this morning, is the transformative power of the gospel that as followers of Jesus— if we're to have an effective witness in this lost and decaying, sinful, broken world, man, the world needs to see the transformative power in the lives of Christians. Now more so than ever. 
The Christians must live in light of the gospel. We must live, pursue holiness to live in light of the gospel message. And so, in order to do that, I think there's three things that we have been called to remember from God's word this morning. And we oftentimes need reminders, amen? Sometimes it's just good to get reminders. I don't know about you, but um, I put a lot of reminders on my phone, just reminders of meetings I have to attend and uh, things I need to, people I need to go meet. And just, I just need reminders at times, right? Write little sticky notes down in my office of things I'm called, I need to do this week. And I think oftentimes, even with our spiritual life, we need to be reminded of some of the core things we've been called to do and things we've been called to, to act upon in light of what Jesus has done for us. And so number one this morning, if you're taking notes, and is this, is that remember to be set apart, If we're going to focus on the transformative power of the gospel, and we want the the world around us to see the transformative power of the gospel in and through the way we conduct our lives here on earth, that people would see the saving grace of the Lord Jesus in and through us as messengers of his grace. Number one, we are called to remember to be set apart. Look at verse 1 and 2. Paul says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarrels, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Now, I think it's important to understand kind of what's going on here in this text as we open up to Titus chapter 3. And so, if you are unfamiliar with the book of Titus, Titus is um, one of the three pastoral epistles. The other two being First and Second Timothy, if you flip back a page, and the third being Titus. Now, Titus was a young, a young preacher, and he was a mentee to, to Paul as his mentor. And uh, P- Paul and Titus had, had gone on a missionary journey together, and they'd seen c- people come to faith in Jesus. And on one of the missionary journeys, they actually go to the island of Crete, where Titus was a pastor here, as you see from this letter and this epistle. And after this missionary journey, Titus actually remained in Crete to establish and to, to help uh, establish this a healthy and strong body of believers that were in Crete. And so Paul, years later, he wrote this letter to his friend, his, his faithful messenger and his, and his faithful pastor in the faith, his young friend Titus. And, and, he, and he really wrote this letter. Uh, to encourage Titus to, to continue building upon the things that God has already been building on this island of Crete. Because there were Christians there, but the problem with the Christians that were on Crete is that they were being deceived by all kinds of false teachers. They were immature in their faith. They needed some, they needed some help. They needed some godly leadership to come in and, and help establish this church and to promote healthy church growth and to, to be a part of the things that God has called them to do. And so Paul encourages and challenges Titus. If you were to read through Titus 1 and 2, he would establish elders is what Paul was encouraging Titus to establish godly leadership in these churches, to teach sound doctrine to insist that the Christians on Crete would live in light of the gospel and live a set-apart life because the the other people on Crete were deceiving them. They were leading them astray. They were living ungodly lifestyles. And so you can imagine, as we can feel the pressure here in 2023, the pressures of the world to live like the world. But that's not the calling of the follower of Jesus, is it? That we're called to be different and set apart for the Lord Jesus. And so when here, just to understand too, is that the people of Crete, friends, is that these were extremely rough, wicked people. 
They were rough around the edges, just much like the island itself. It, it, had, uh, it was very mountainous. It was very isolated. It was just a very difficult place to do ministry, to be a missionary. And so Titus had it cut out for him. But Paul says here in chapter 3, he moves into chapter 2, he talks about teaching sound doctrine, but then in chapter 3, it's kind of like living in, living in light of sound doctrine, living out the sound doctrine that we are teaching. The people around you in society, in this pagan post-Christian world, friends, need to see the transformative power of the gospel in and through you. And so he says, remember to be set apart. And he gives this list of things here. I'm sure as you read that, you, it, can be, it can become convicting as you read through the, those descriptions there in verses 1 through 2. To be, remember to be submissive to the rulers and authorities. And so this would have been very countercultural to these people because this was during the reign of Nero. And so this was a very difficult time for Christians. And essentially in these two verses, what, what Paul is telling Titus to remind the people of is that is for the child of God, you are called to be a good citizen and you're called to be a good neighbor. This is the way. To be a good neighbor, to be submissive to authorities in the law. And, and yes, of course, if, if, if somebody is asking you to do something in authority, who's asking you to do something counter to the commands of God, that gives us the right not to obey that. But nonetheless, we are called to be submissive to rulers. We're called to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to be alert to the opportunities before us. That if, the, if we've received the grace of God, if we've received the gospel message in our lives, that the power of the gospel changes us from the inside out. And we're now somebody different. And people should be able to see that through the way we live through these types of things, by speaking evil of no one, to avoid silly quarrels, to be gentle with people, to be courteous towards folks. The Christian life, friends, should be one that continually demonstrates the transformation we received. As we enter into this new year, can people see that in you? The world is watching. The world needs to see Christians living this set-apart life because we are set-apart. We have the grace of God. We have the mercy of God in our lives. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. And so we have the power within us to live this life in this way. Speak evil of no one, to avoid quarrels, to be gentle, to show perfect courtesy toward all people. And I think as, as Paul kind of moves through the, this text here, I think he, he gives us some helpful things in order to remember to be set apart. I think it's, it's important to recognize where he, where he moves next in this text in verse 3, that uh, one of the ways in which we'll be, we will be able to receive help in living a set-apart life in the, in the pagan post-Christian world around us, one of the ways it's going to help you is the second point, is this, is to remember when you were once lost. Remember when you were once lost. I'm sure over uh, the course of the holiday season, over Christmas and maybe Thanksgiving, that um, maybe there were some times for you and your family where you, you gather together. Maybe you all do this on occasion and throughout the year as well with your families, but you, you bring out those picture books. Right? And, or maybe you, you go into someone's house and you see pictures all around uh, and you just see old pictures of your friends, your family, and you see how, how much people have changed over the years, right? Or people have aged, or people, life circumstances have changed. People got married and had kids. And you, and you look back on those picture books and you see just how your kids have changed, how you've changed. And it's, it's always special to do that, isn't it? 
to look back on those memories and just to see what all has happened in your life or in the life of a brother or a sister or a friend, a coworker. It's, it's fun to do that. It's interesting to look back and see how we've changed. And you look back and you're like, man, what was I wearing in 1995, right? You, you look back and you, you can see your, your old attire and you see the way you used to look. And it's, it's always fun and interesting to see what you, you used to look like. Well, here, friends, in, in, this, in this verse, Paul is saying, I want you to, I want you to, to flip back a few, a few pages or many pages in the story of your life. I want you to reflect. I want you to remember who you once were before you knew Jesus. Because I think, friends, oftentimes as Christians, especially if we've been Christians for a long time or if we've grown up in church, that we can forget this truth. That we can become so frustrated and angry and bitter towards the world around us because it is a sinful, broken, fallen, twisted world, isn't it? And we can become so frustrated. We can become so angry and hateful towards the world around us. And and Paul is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. That was once you. You're called to be set apart, my friends. I want to to insist on these things, as as Paul is telling Titus, to to tell the the, the church in Crete, the Christians there, that this was once you. Don't live in light of that. Don't don't live this way, but this was once you. He says you were once foolish. You were once disobedient, led astray, slaves in chains to your sin. This was your past. This was you. Says you were once foolish, not understanding of what was true, not understanding the most important truths of God's word. You were disobedient. We didn't or weren't willing to listen to obey anything of the Lord. We were led astray by false gods, false guides. We were slaves to passions and evil pleasures. We were living in malice and envy and having an ill will towards other people. We were hateful. We were envious. Paul's saying that this was once you, you once were dead in your sin. And so he's saying, don't, don't, don't be shocked as we live our lives as Christians here in 2023. Don't, don't be shocked when lost people act like lost people. Don't act shocked when unbelievers do unbeliever things. <laughs> this was once you. Even if you've always lived a, an upright, moral life according to the world standards, this was once you because you were dead in your sin apart from Jesus. The people in our world, as Paul reminds his friends, are blind to truth, God's authority, and his standards. But as he points out here to us in this text, is that that used to be our condition as well. So friends, for us to understand the transformative power of the gospel to save people, to understand that if we're, if we're going to be uh, witnesses for the Lord in 2023, to live in light of the, the transformative power of the gospel to save people, and if we want to show that the way we, we devote ourselves to the things of God and to the works of God, man, you've got to remember to be set apart. I need you to remember, we've got to insist on the fact, you've got to remember who you once were. Because this is going to help motivate you to know, man, you understand what it was like before Jesus. You understood that, man, there was a time when there was no hope for you, no good news. (laughs) But that's where this third point comes in, this, this, is that remember your salvation. Remember your salvation. This is where Paul transitions in such a beautiful few verses here, verses 4 through 7. But in in verse 4, Paul says, but... 
This was, this was you, verse 3. But when the goodness and the loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Not only are we to remember who we once were, we are to remember who we are now. <laughs> to cling to the truth that the fact that Jesus Christ rescued you and brought you into life. He brought you from death to life. Friends, this is going to help us in the mission of God this year to remember and to cling to this truth and this promise of who we are in Jesus. To cling to the transformative power of the gospel, knowing that it has occurred for us if we are in Jesus. And if it's happened for us, surely it can happen for the lost neighbor down your street. Surely it can happen for that son of yours who has not come to faith in Jesus. Surely it can come for that person at your work who has not come to know Jesus. And God will use us as messengers and vessels of his grace to extend the gospel through our deeds, through our works, through our lips to preach the good news of the gospel. Friends, he saved us. You need a good word for 2023? You want some good words to start your new year? It's right here. He saved us. Amen? He saved us. Man, that's a good word this morning. To start your new year, he saved us. And it was nothing we deserved or earned. As he says there at the end of verse 5, he says, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Nothing we brought to the table could get us into heaven. Nothing could get us into the family of God, but solely it's based on the grace of God and his mercy that he has given to us. (laughs) That he withheld punishment from us. And Jesus took the penalty for our sins on that cross and rose on that third day to give you everlasting life. Man, friends, don't, don't forget that. I think so many times we can become numb to that message. Man, as we start this new year, be devoted to that message. Be excited and expected to see, man, I want to see God do that for other people in my life. Because I believe in the transformative power of the gospel to save to contend for the faith, friends, in this pagan, post-Christian society that we live in. Man, we've got to remember this foundational truth that Jesus Christ saved you. He saved us. And we must remember the implications of that each and every day. That Christ Jesus brought us from death to life, and that, as it says there in the next few verses, that he washed us, a regeneration, the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Man, that should, that should, that's a good word for you this morning. That should pump you up. That you are a, you have, you're an heir to eternal life. That you have been given the Holy Spirit. That he dwells richly inside of you. And so you have the power to live in this life the way that God has called you to live to demonstrate the power of God to save, to demonstrate the fact, man, that I once was dead in sin, but now I'm alive in Jesus. I once was bound in chains, but I've been set free. And I'm somebody different now. I have new desires. I have new, uh, a way of life to live for the glory of God. And I'm going to devote myself. I'm going to commit myself in 2023 to live in light of this way. Titus, I want you to insist on all of this. Titus, 
All I've just written to you, all I've just mentioned, I want you to remind the Christians in Crete of the the calling to be set apart, the remembrance of who they once were before Christ, and the remembrance of what salvation and Jesus truly means. I want you to insist on all of this so that followers of Jesus will devote themselves to good. That we're not saved by good works, by blessing your neighbor, by doing the works of God. That doesn't get you a place, a higher place in heaven, but no, we are saved for these things. So here's a challenge for us this morning, friends, is that I'm, I'm asking all of us, myself included, that we would be a people who devote ourselves wholeheartedly to what God has called us to do in light of what God has graciously done for us. That's the message here. And in light of what God's grace and in light of, in light of God's mercy in our lives, that, man, we have a, a calling. With it. There is a response for us that we need to step out in faith to devote ourselves, to commit ourselves to what God has called us to do. And that is to, to keep evangelizing and serving and blessing and serving and, and leading and loving people to Jesus. And where is he calling you this year? I know he's calling you to a path to devote yourself to these good things. Friends, if you've experienced the transformative power of the gospel in your life, this is what he calls you to do. That you were once dead in sin, and now you're alive in Christ, and all things have been made new. And that's amazing news. And so your response here this morning, friends, is this. In 2023, devote yourself to good. For God's glory, devote yourself to good works. In 2023, for God's glory, for the edification of the believer here, the believers in your life, and for the expansion of God's kingdom, devote yourself to doing good. The hope and prayer that as you do these things, as you serve people and live the way that Jesus called you to live, that people would come to know Jesus. Man, friends, the world around us is in desperate need of the gospel. And we have that gospel within us. We have that gospel to share with our lips. We have that gospel to share with our, with our actions and our works. As we live in light of the fact that Jesus has transformed us. Let's pray together. Father, I, we come to you, Father, and humble ourselves before you, God, and I just, we just pray. God, we pray that we would be a people, a faith family, that as we turn this page into 2023, God, I pray that we would be a people who devote ourselves. If we could have a word for 2023, I pray that it would be devoted, <laughs> committed, all in for what you have for us. Because God, we know you have things for us. You have amazing plans for this church. You have amazing plans for this wonderful, beautiful body of believers in this room. But God, we have been called to follow and obey you out of our love for you, to be set apart in this world. God, our world is in desperate need of Jesus. God, to be an effective witness, we can't be like the world. Because, God, we're somebody different now. We once, were, we once were like the world. We were dead in our sins. But, God, you broke those chains. We are now alive in Jesus if we have received Jesus Christ, if we have believed in the cross and resurrection of Jesus. We are no longer dead. But, God, we have experienced salvation in Christ. So, God, I pray that you will help us to do that. 
as we move through this year. We love you, Father. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.